Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. This is Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast with Mark Poulos. So fuck you and fuck your baby and fuck your wife. <laughs> Why fuck them all? So you have headphones. We're recording at a barbecue gas station. We're not pausing this to put a baby in there. So, uh, so you can just stop it right. You're half drunk and high oh, trying to read a map. Right, here we go. We're literally. We are on, <laughs> on the edge of the Grand Canyon. That's my whole job when I'm on the road is protecting my butt. Stoner. And the fat man. He says, man. You really need to turn your life around. Fuck you, Mark. Mark, pull up the fight. <laughs> Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Poulos, as always. It's good to be back. It's another installment of The Ride Home. Uh, there's been a pretty big gap between uh, The Ride Home episodes and that's just because uh, I didn't have any gigs. I was off for a while. Uh, so last week was my first um, my first week back on the road after being off for almost a month. I went to uh, Jacksonville in the middle there to uh, audition for a bunch of college gigs. And uh, it was kind of a clusterfuck. I... Uh, I booked the wrong week, and then I had to cancel work, and I had to redo my plane ticket. I ended up taking, like, a $1,200 bath, and uh, I had a great set out in Jacksonville. I met a lot of cool colleges, a lot of interest, and uh, it just kind of sucked because not only was it um, spring break down there, it was also um, they were hosting a bunch of March Madness basketball games, so, like, trying to find a parking spot and getting out of downtown after the each day of the conference was an absolute nightmare. But, uh, so last week was my first week back on the road working uh, stand-up, and uh, I had planned to do a, a ride-home episode last week because um, I was working with a good friend, Johnny Russell, who's done the podcast a couple times now. But uh, I ended up having to rush home, so we weren't able to do that. But uh, lots to talk about today on the ride home. I am currently driving home from Osian, Iowa. I hope I'm saying it right. Uh, I did a corporate show there uh, tonight, so it's about uh, midnight, just kind of cruising home. It was about three hours from the house and I got to go to Hartford, Connecticut next week. So I figured I'd get home so I could spend as much time as I could with the family. Uh, So last week I did three gigs. I did uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The Thursday show was at uh, St. Croix Casino in Danbury. It's a Thursday night show run by this guy uh, named Chuck, who's an interesting character. I've known Chuck since I was about three years into comedy. He, uh, he's been booking Wednesday night comedy at Black Bear Casino up in Carleton for... I can't even imagine how long it's been. Um, but he's a real character. You know, he always shows up to the shows wearing, like, a white suit and aviator glasses. And he's got all these crazy jokes. And um, he's just a character. And over the years, we've had a few falling outs... Um, 
one time he uh, he had asked me to do a gig for him up there and I accepted the gig and then it turned out that it was in conflict with another guy that I was working for uh, so I had to back out of it and then uh, that got me banned for like a year of working with him and then uh, there was another incident where a friend of mine asked me to open for him and uh, I said sure I didn't really have anything else going on and then I ended up uh, getting held up in traffic and not making it up there and he thought I did it on purpose so I got banned again but I'm just happy to be back in his good graces because he's got a few gigs up north and uh, they pay pretty well and it's nice to be able to do them so the Thursday night comedy at Danbury at the uh, St. Croix Casino they're trying to build an audience up there and it's uh it's just rough we ended up doing a show for uh i think it was like 10 people and uh it was just rough so we kind of did our best but i think the funniest part of that whole situation was uh eating at the buffet there and if you've ever eaten at a casino buffet you know what i'm talking about it is just like the bottom of the barrel like garbage food that you could ever stuff into your mouth and this place is by far the worst casino buffet I've ever been to we walked in there and there was like three stations of food there was like a salad bar slash dessert bar there was like some kind of chicken and some vegetables and then uh, they had like soups and if you could call it soup I think one of it was just a bowl of cheese. I don't know how that's a soup. But the funniest part was, like, Johnny Russell, he went and he got some of this, like, hot dish stuff and brought it back, and he's, like, taking a couple bites of it, and he's like, you know what? He goes, I think last night was taco night. And I was like, why would you say that? And he goes, because this casserole tastes like it's got taco meat in it seems like they just took the leftover taco meat and made a casserole and I'm like that's the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life um but he did crack me up he like had so much food and I was like what are you doing and he goes you give me a buffet coupon I'm gonna come in hot I come in hot on the buffet I was like it's ridiculous so then the second night I booked a gig kind of independently uh, but John was ha- happy enough to come with me. And it was down in Macedonia, Iowa, which was about a five hour drive from the house. And it was like a small town. Uh, the hotel that they had us staying in, we had to uh, share the room. It was like a Motel 6. It was pretty brutal. Um, but the show was actually fun, you know. Sometimes you get to these small towns and you really don't know what the hell you're going to get. And we showed up and it was like a bar. But half of it was like kind of an area where you would do bands and comedy. And the other side was just uh, the restaurant. So it uh, it went well. And the uh, new Flapjacks and Tits shirt is doing really well. Uh, there'll probably be a ton of people down there wearing that shirt. But... Uh, so after that, we headed to uh, Rhinelander, Wisconsin to do the Hex Theater. And I gotta tell you something, guys. This place 
is really nice. However, our show just happened to butt up against the Badgers being in the final four. So there was four people at the show, and like right before I went on stage, I got a text that my daughter was sick and my wife was taking her to the emergency room and then I had to go on stage and be funny for an hour in front of four people just to get my check so we could leave. I should have got a fucking Oscar for that show, I'll tell you what, man, because I was dying inside, still had to put a funny face on and do my job. And a lot of people don't realize that. It's like, you know, you gotta, you gotta do the show, you know? It's the only point, you know, a lot of times it's the only thing that matters when you're doing stand-up is doing the show and doing your time so you can get your check and get home. So that's what I did. I did the show. I got off stage and I looked at John Russell and I was like, we gotta go. And this lady was like, oh, it's such a good show. And I was like, thanks. Gotta go. We emailed later on, tell her what was going on, but I was just like, gotta go. So I just got in the car and drove home. So then this week, um, I only had two shows. I had one in uh, Monticello at uh, this uh, River's Edge Center thing. It was like bowling and a bar and a comedy show and this like combo pack type of places. You know, I used to work a lot out in uh, Richland, Washington at this place called Joker's that was like inside this entertainment mecca. It was like bowling and, and comedy and dance club and everything. But uh, when I got there, there was only like four people sitting around. I was like, oh my God, this is going to suck so hard. But by the time the show started, there was 150 people in the room. And holy shit to the people in Monticello like a funny t-shirt. My God. The line was ridiculous and people were uh, snatching them up like uh, I opened up a t-shirt kiosk at a state fair booth or something, but God bless him, because daddy needs some money, I need that cash, give me those bucks, 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 I'm getting kind of delirious driving in the middle of the night, <laughs> but, uh, and then tonight was the, uh, the last show that I did, it was, uh, a corporate show, down in, uh, like I said, I think it's Osanen, Iowa. It's like, I don't know, 20 minutes south of Decor, Iowa. And, uh, I don't know, man. It's, you never know what's, what you're going to get when you do a corporate show. I showed up, this town was like a town of like 150 people. And what I like to do before I go on stage, if I'm working in a small town or working for a small town, is I like to go on Wikipedia and look up the town and kind of get some fun facts before I go on stage. And their Wikipedia literally said, people live here. That was it. There was no fun facts or interesting things about Osan and Iowa. It was just, people live here. That's all they had. But, uh, 
So they met the lady down there, and it was, like, a total, like, small-town, like, family show. Like, the snacks on the table, like, the lady's mom made in her kitchen. And, uh, but surprisingly, they had a really nice stage with lights and everything. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Um, and it's, like, that total, like, when you get finished with the show, everybody's, like, slapping you on the back and dragging you over to their table so they can chat your ear off about life in the big city and all this BS, but, uh, you know, they were really cool people and, and, uh, they're check cashed. So that's all I really care about. But, uh, I'm just feeling good about my show, man. Like I did 62 minutes tonight of corporate clean comedy. And it was just like, I was dropping tons of hammers, people just rolling and, uh, it's all clean, you know? And comics are always fighting over that whole thing. Like, oh, you sold out, you went clean. It's like, I don't know if it's selling out to go clean. I mean, I think you just get to a point in your career where you realize that you can you can be funny doing anything, you know? You don't necessarily have to be talking about dicks and vaginas and sloppy sex and, you know... You know, the shock factor only goes a certain way nowadays, and I think, I think people appreciate a comedian that can, uh, that can make them laugh so hard, and they don't have to worry about, you know, people being offended with the filth, and the other thing is just like, I don't really understand the shock comedy, like, I've never got into that, where you, uh, where you tell jokes that you know are going to push people's buttons and are going to cause them to kind of like divide the audience. It's just like, I, I I don't remember who said it. It was probably like Bill Hicks or, or Greg Giraldo or, uh, you know, uh, any of those guys, you know, Carlin, George Carlin, where they're like, you know, you, you can't just make them laugh. Like you have to have them leave like thinking, you know, and that's, that's the true sign of a good comedian is not only are you making them laugh really hard, but you're also giving them something to think about when they go home, you know, and it's like, I think that's something that just kind of comes naturally if you have that ability, you know, and truthfully, I just live such a silly life that, uh, and a silly show on stage, I feel like if I took a right turn and got serious on some people and started talking about, you know, whatever, like world poverty and and addiction or something like that, people would just be like, what the fuck is this? Why is the silly fat man talking serious now, you know? But I think, you know, that is a skill that you're able to weave in and out of, like, touchy subjects and and doing personal stories and stuff and not causing people to lose their minds. But I think some comics kind of force that point, you know, because they're just like, I want to be, I I want people to be talking about me tomorrow. Like I want them to, you know, really go home and think, you know, maybe start a dialogue, you know, and I've worked with those guys before, you know, and I definitely see a divide, you know, I remember I worked with this guy one time where, we were co-headlining, so we were both doing 45 minutes, and then we are switching who went first and who went second, and, uh, no matter what way we went, went, um, a lot of the audience 
liked me after the show, and he would, he would always have, like, a good majority of the audience that were like, you know, I don't like this guy because he's too angry and he talks about really edgy stuff, but then he would get, like, this handful of, like, seven to ten people that were just, like, in awe of his existence and, like, you know, became instant, like, diehard fans of his and, like, I'm sure to this day he still, like, keeps in contact with and and they're still following him around watching him do that stuff and, you know, that's something that I've always lacked in my stand-up. Like, when I do stand-up shows and they're over, like, people, they're always like, wow, that was really fun, you were funny, you know? It's like, I don't really get those people that are like, oh my god, I am a die-hard Pulos fan for life, you know. It's like people, people like what I do, and and uh, I got some catchy slogans in my show with Creep Squad and Flapjacks and Tits and that kind of stuff. It gives you something to hang on to long after the show, but I don't know. You know, it's like people, people live and die with their bands, and if they become fans of something, you know, they're just like, oh my god, I love it, you know. It's just like I've never had that in my life. Like, there's just... Maybe it's just me because I've never had anything that I've been, like, an absolute, like, live-and-die fan of anything, you know? It's like I like a lot of things, but I'm not, like, people that, you know, they have to buy every version of the, the TV... Star Trek series, and they have to buy all the commemorative shirts and and dolls, and they got to go to the conferences and meet the people on the show and get signed headshots, and you know they have to be at meet and greets and quite you know it's like I don't have anything like that in my life where I'm just like you know if I cracked open the paper in the morning and saw that like whatever, like, Kill Switch Engage was going to be at the St. Paul Civic Center, I might be like, well, if I'm home, like, that would be a really cool show to see, you know, but it's like, there's people that are going to be, like, taking days off of work and, like, putting their kids in daycare just so they can go see, like, they cannot miss it, need to see it, you know, and I don't know what that is, but, you know, God bless the people that have something that's that they're that into, you know, but you always got to be careful with that stuff too, of it becoming a little more than being a fan. It kind of creeps into like OCD and addiction, you know, but, uh, to wrap up this, uh, ride home podcast, uh, last two weeks were good, you know, some ups, some downs, went to, uh, some cities I've never been before and, uh, was able to, uh, kind of stay close to home, and, uh, yeah, so, I head to, uh, Hartford, Connecticut next week to open for, uh, Mark Curie, the, uh, the one and only hanging with Mr. Coop, hanging with Mr. Cooper, um, so when I do the, uh, Ride Home podcast for next week, um, hopefully I'll have some, uh, very good gems for you guys, but, uh, as always, you can get the podcast on Podbean and, uh, iTunes. Um, please check out my live streaming radio station. It's, uh, on my website at, uh, largedrunkman.com. It's got, uh, 
abbreviated podcasts, all my comedy albums, a lot of uh, other extra stuff, comics I like, and and their funny songs and stuff. And uh, yeah, check it out. It's a good time. And uh, tune in next time when we talk about who knows.